Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller, cultural warrior who is intrinsically curious with a passion for purposeful community and someone who at one point was sleepwalking my way through life. Together, we will share small, practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to Putting Attention to Intention. Over the time of lockdown in COVID, where the only escape we really had was to go to the grocery store, I remember thinking to myself that I actually loved this moment of calmness and how interesting that was to me that it took a pandemic for me to think, God, this is a nice pace. And meanwhile, you look outside and the industry I'm in is crumbling. People are, you know, we laid off 70% of our staff. You listen to any news station and the basic gist is, hey, listen, you're going to die and the world's crumbling and falling apart. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, this is nice to be home with my family. I I couldn't remember a time in my whole 37 years of really like taking a moment off the treadmill. It was always going after that next thing, that next promotion, that next accomplishment, that next check off of the box of life things to do. And I thought to myself, why Why? Why is that? Why has it taken a pandemic for me to think to myself, gosh, slowing this treadmill down a couple a couple speeds has been so therapeutic. And I got to thinking it's this whole busy pandemic that we live in. You know, you you talk to anyone either pre-pandemic or even now, as we emerge from our cocoons back into life, and when you say some, to someone, how are you? There's about an 80% chance that your response is going to be busy. Busy, busy, busy. That's what we always say. Work's busy. Kids keep me busy. Our life's so busy. And, you know, whenever I think of that busy, busy, busy analogy, it makes me think of the magician from Frosty the Snowman. Remember him? Busy, busy, busy. And it's like we wear busy as a badge of honor. It's almost like, look how important I am because I'm so busy. And I realized how much just the accomplishment Uh, And being busy was like a a drug to me. You know, this 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 whole busyness equates to how much value I have. And for me, it was all task things, right? Like if I could just 
task and check something off the list. It was like a shot of a drug. And I remember, you know, back when we were both traveling quite a bit, we would sit down on Sundays, Michael and I, and we would go over our calendars together. And I used to almost get like a high saying to him, and we're going here, and then we're doing this, and then I'm here, and you're here, and we're going to meet here, and then we're going here. And every single space of like white space, I would fill with something. Because I had thought that that equated to my value and, and our value. And I ask you, my friend, are you doing the same? Are you keeping yourself in constant motion and a, a cyclone of busyness to meet what you think is your value? And where does this stem from? You know, I got to thinking, God, where, where in my mind does this stem from this need to feel that busy equates to the value in our life and what we contribute? And I think, sure, it's easy to point the finger at society. And you can say, well, I, I'm having these requests from my boss or, you know, corporate America or these needs from my family. But at the end of the day, we are in control of what each and every day looks like. And when you think, you know, what, what is it inside me that makes these commitments and I never turn the treadmill down, I actually probably pump it up a couple more speeds, is it's our ego talking. And if you're anything like me, you know, I, I always had heard this term in any you know, self-development book or conversation that your ego is holding you back. And I had always thought, well, your ego is your arrogance, your, your cockiness, but it's much deeper than that. And I want to share with you this universal moment I had the other week. I just love when these things show up in your life. So I was having lunch. Michael and I were having lunch with a new friend of mine, and we were talking about this community that we have here. And she had said to me, Meg, you can't build a community around intention without reading the book from the grandfather of intention, Wayne Dwyer. And I said, well, listen, hey, you don't have to ask me twice. I love reading new content, especially from someone like Wayne Dwyer, who evoked all of these, you know, thought leaders in this space of self-development. And I courtesy of Amazon, I think even at that lunch, I hit the Amazon app on my phone, ordered it, and it was at our doorstep less than 72 hours later. And in the very beginning of the book, a few pages in, Wayne Dwyer talks about ego and how our ego is made up of these six main ingredients. I am what I have. What I have defines me. I am what I do. My achievements define me. I am what others think of me. My physical appearance defines me. My life depends on others' assessment of my worthiness. And this space that I'm living in, it's disconnected from my desires. And when I went, read that, I was like, shit, Mike 
drop. This, my friends, is exactly why we live in this constant world of busyness. It's feeding our ego, which is basically like our mind on autopilot, right? You know, we I've talked about before putting the car of our life just on autopilot. And this is letting ego just take the wheel and go and not even being cognizant and aware enough of our thoughts and and why we're doing what we do. We're just living in this constant motion and world of busyness and egos behind the wheel. And, you know, when you look at how ego is fed by our society, as a society, we don't feel comfortable being outside of a box, which is, and when I say box, it's, it's something that we can, something we know, something we can identify with. And then, you know, we, we stay in that lane. So an example of this, I had heard a couple girlfriends of mine talking about their podcast the other day. And they said that their grandparents thought that they were radio hosts And I thought, God, that's such a great and relevant point to what we're talking about here, because radio hosts is what their grandparents thought a podcast host was. It's what they knew. It's what it's the box that they could put them in. And I saw that and I still see that in in my life. I have identified myself as a sales professional. You know, it's what I've done for 15 years. And that's how I would introduce myself. Hi, my name's Megan Miller. Yes, I work in sales. It would just roll right off the tongue. And when I started this whole journey and I heard the whispers from my gut telling me that I was meant for something more, I had just thought, well, maybe it's maybe it's sales in a different industry, a different vertical, because that's what I knew. And that's what I was comfortable with. And that is how I identified myself. And speaking of what we do and how that defines our self-worth, you know, we place so much value on what we do, what, what our jobs are. And I, I remember my brother lived in Denver. This was such an aha moment for me. And this just happened gosh, within the last five years. Uh, So my brother lived in Denver for a few years. We had always grown up in the Northeast. And I remember when my parents went out to see him, my mom was telling me that she just thought it was so interesting when she would go out to restaurants and talk to people. You would say to someone, well, what do you do? And they would talk about what they like to do in life. Oh, well, we love to hike or we'll go out to Red Rocks or I'm a huge runner. It wasn't, you know, when you talk to anybody in the Northeast, what do you do? And we automatically associate that with a career. Oh, I'm in sales. I am in finance. I am in healthcare. You put your name and who you are to what you do. And here, there was a whole nother subset of people that when you ask them what they do, they had given feedback on what they like to do in life. 
And I remember that being such a uh, critical moment in my mind thinking, oh, my God, what what we do, you know, doesn't have to tie to our career. There are other facets of life that make up who we are. And I think, you know, that's that's why we keep the treadmill turned up to a speed 10 is this whole, you know, back to the ego thought of what I have defines me, my achievements define me is that we think we need to keep adding more to the treadmill of accomplishments. And if you've ever gone to a Barry's boot camp or an Orange Theory or even, you know, on the Peloton and they tell you to crank the volume up and you're like, shit. I am going to fall. I'm going to fall off this thing. I can barely keep up. Those are the same conversations we have in our minds with ourselves. That whole conversation of, you know, when I get to X, then I'll enjoy X. I just got to keep this speed on the treadmill up. And I that has shown up in my life so many times and it still does. You know, like when Michael will travel for work, I just said to him the other night, you know, I I can feel myself getting getting burnt out because when you're not here, all I do is work and old habits die hard. And after those words came out of my mouth, I thought to myself, God, Megan, you really got to take control of infusing some time for for you. And, you know, when we think we need to go at such an insane pace, it leads to burnout, stress, exhaustion, and you're not even enjoying, you know, what you're working so hard in. You know, and you think about life, right? And you're in school and you're working for that A report card. You go to college and you're working for that, you know, uh, degree, you come out and you're working for that first job. You're, you're working to find the love of your life. You're working to then raise your kids. You're working to get the kitchen renovation. You're working to get the new car. It's always something that you're working for that you never take a minute to enjoy it. So my friends, that's what I want to talk to you about today. It's being aware of this busy badge of honor. What is the message telling you? And how do we put a pause to the treadmill going you know, at, at a speed 10? It's okay to slow that shit down. So first, the most important thing is just self-awareness. You know, we're so busy going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, that it just becomes par for the course and you're immune to it. I know for me, even, and this is something I need to be aware of, every morning I love to plan out my day and I would do it in, like, I wouldn't even give myself 15 minutes between anything. I would cram that bad boy from 8.30 in the morning until 8.30 at night. Well, no wonder I'm exhausted and I'm cranky and I'm miserable. It's because I'm not even giving myself 15 minutes to go outside and see a touch of sun. So you have to listen to your body and take the time to realize how fatigue is showing up for you. 
you know, like I said, for me, I know when I'm bitchy and when I'm snappy and when everything annoys me, it's at that moment that I have to tell myself, okay, Meg, you, you need a moment. You know, when you get to that point where just anything annoys you, like you, the scab and it keeps getting rubbed up against. So I can tell when I'm at a point where I need a moment to, to turn the treadmill down is when I get a text and I hear the ding and I'm like, who the fuck is that? When I get an email and someone interpreted what I said wrong and I'm like, idiot. Or, um, you know, when there's traffic and I'm like laying on the horn and flipping people off. That to me are all signs that no, Megan, this isn't just life and everybody else's problem. You need to just take a moment and slow it down. So after we we have this self-awareness and an understanding of what our body is telling us, two, then we need to do a little self-care. And you know, what does self-care look like for you? We hear all these things about taking time for self-care, but what is it? And I think it's because it's so vague that it's interpreted so many different ways. Is it getting your nails done? Is it a spa day? Is it yard work like it is for my honey? Is it a lunch date with a cocktail? And I can say, you know, listen, it can be all these things. As long as you take the time to understand what leaves you feeling recharged. For me, it's permission to allow myself to sleep in, to not give myself an agenda for the day, just roll with the day and doing a walk or something in nature with Michael. When I allow myself those days, I feel so recharged. Like, have you ever heard the saying full of piss and vinegar? Like I, when I give myself that those moments, the next day, I feel like I'm coming in full of piss and vinegar. And the third thing, so after our self-awareness, listening to what our bodies are telling us, infusing some self-care, the third thing is just begin to trust. Trust that your intuition and your brains got you to where you are today, and they'll get you to that next chapter. Your current success and all that has shown up in your life that is good and well and makes you fulfilled, that wasn't a fluke. Your intuition and your brains are something that no one can take away from you, and it is with you always. It's okay to pump the brakes. And guess what? The car will still start again. And you can gas it up when you're ready. Remember that you, my friend, cannot fail. My friends, your action item this week is simple. Just be aware of how this busy drug is showing up in your life. If you're like me and you're cramming that calendar from 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., do yourself a solid, carve out even 15 minutes in your day to just get outside, break away from the screen, 
have a drink on your back deck, whatever it is that that just gives you that moment of recharge. And I want you to look and see what are you saying yes to that you really don't need to, but you are because you've just historically said yes. And how is your body and mind feeling? Just be aware. Just show up and be aware of what your body's telling you. And if your body's telling you, I need a moment, listen to it and infuse one area of self-care this week. And if you don't know what self-care looks like for you, then that, my friends, is a sure as hell sign that you're not giving yourself a moment and figure out what makes you recharged and infuse more of it into your life. I guarantee not only will it make a difference in how you show up, your relationships will be better. You'll have more creativity, more innovation. You'll show up in life. And when you give yourself these moments of free space, it's just amazing. The ideas of creativity, how you enjoy the moment more, and you allow yourself these quiet whispers from your soul to get a little louder and our vision gets a little clearer. Thank you for taking the time to be here and most importantly for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this message meant something to you or you'd like to share something with our community, please reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate this podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.